Here's some exciting news from our friends at NT Factor. You've heard me talk for years about the natural energy-producing benefits and anti-aging effects of NT Factor's line of nutritional supplements. Well, now those same benefits are available for your pets. Introducing NT Factor Pet Power. It's the first formula to restore the structure and function of cellular membranes in animals increasing vigor and vitality. By adding NT Factor Pet Power to their food, research has shown that energy loss and other age-related changes in animals were reduced and are delayed after only eight weeks of daily use. Now your pets can benefit from the same clinically proven formula I use and prescribe to my patients to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. Clinical trials have shown that NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it also reduces some of the side effects of aging. With a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. You can get the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas, including the all-new Pet Power, by calling 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and today we're going to touch upon a subject that uh, we haven't really touched upon very much because uh, from time to time, actually quite often, I get questions about a breast cancer detection technique, uh, a breast screening technique called thermography. And um, well, I really don't know what to say about thermography. I must admit that when it comes to uh, thermography, uh, I'm somewhere between uh, ignorant and um, I'm from Missouri. Missouri is the show me state. Uh, as some of you know, it actually says that in some of the license plates from Missouri. Uh, it means that um, I'm a little bit skeptical, but I have an open mind. And so today we're going to talk to an expert. She's Dr. Christine Blanche. Uh, she's been with us here on Intelligent Medicine in the past. Uh, and she is an expert on the subject of thermography. That's one of the modalities that she offers at the Integrative Healing Center, an innovative healing center in the heart of the North Shore of Long Island here near New York City. And uh, she has extensive training in both uh, conventional medicine uh, as well as in natural alternatives. And uh, I think she's the go-to person to help us better understand this technique. So, Dr. Planch, it's a pleasure having you back on Intelligent Medicine. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. So uh, give us a little bit uh, of background on, on how you came to uh, utilize thermography. Sure, I'd love to. So I've been using thermography in my practice for over 10 years, um, and I have an integrative functional medicine practice on Long Island and Manhattan, and um, I found out about it very early on in my life in integrative medicine, and um, it fascinated me. Um, basically, thermography is a digital infrared camera, um, and it picks up inflammatory patterns in the body. So, you know, in functional medicine, we're always searching for the root causes of disease and we're searching for um, things that cause inflammation. And our whole job, I think, is reversing inflammation for many, many, many conditions. Um, and so for me, thermography was just a wonderful window into looking at the physiology of the body. Um, it really isn't, it's not something you could directly compare to tests like CAT scans or MRIs or ultrasounds because those are tests really of anatomy. 
So they're going to look at an organ. They're going to tell me where there may be a lesion, how big the lesion is, but um, they don't a tell physical me about the mass function. or you know. Yeah, or, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, mass. Um, they don't tell me about the function of the body, and in functional medicine, obviously, that's our entire. Um, you know, our entire job is to try to improve the function to, uh, for the patient. And so thermography has just been such a wonderful tool. Um, we do, you know, one body part. We'll do a women's health panel, which is basically from head to, uh, to navel, um, which is giving me, you know, the majority of the organs front and back. Um, and then in some patients, um, we do full body thermographies and we can see mm-hmm. patterns like inflammation in rheumatoid arthritis or mm-hmm. joint inflammation. Um, and it really, it gives me such a wonderful view into what's going on with the patients. And I also love that it also gives them a really nice before and after. So mm-hmm. when we start with the patient, if they've got inflammation or they have hypothyroidism and, um, you know, any kind of inflammation in the vasculature, we get that picture and mm-hmm. then they get to make the lifestyle changes and really reverse that and get to see the, the change they made in their body in black and white. And it's really this, wonderful. This is a little bit of an extension of the use of thermography for breast cancer screening or as an adjunct to breast cancer screening with mammograms and ultrasounds and MRIs mm-hmm. uh, as I mean, conventionally yeah. used. Right. I don't really, I don't think of it as a breast cancer screening. I think of it as a health screening. So mm-hmm. what we're looking at it in, in, in regards to the breast, we're getting so much information. You know, we can see the level of density. Most women in the United States have dense breasts. Um, we could see is it mild, moderate, or severe density. We could see is the right breast more dense than the left breast. Um, we gather so much inflammation. We can see lymphatic so, congestion. So in effect, yep. you're, you're not so much telling a woman uh, whether they have cancer, like do you or don't you have cancer. It's more like giving them sort of a report card on their breasts, but also on other body parts. Am, am Absolutely. I capturing Absolutely. the spirit of that? Yeah. I mean, they're yeah, that's perfectly well said. And, you know, there really isn't any test that can diagnose cancer with the exception of biopsy. You know, um, all the other tests, even mammogram, MRI, ultrasound, they're all pointing us in a direction that may lead us to have to do a biopsy to prove whether it's cancer. But there really isn't any cancer that, you know, any test that can tell us if it's actually cancer mm-hmm. short of a biopsy. So what, so um, but technically, it definitely, yeah. technically mm-hmm. what is thermography? I mean, with thermo suggests it has something to do with heat. So what is mm-hmm. it? What is the actual physics involved in thermography? How is does it pick yeah. up an image? Absolutely. So it's a digital infrared camera, and infrared is picking up heat. So it is literally picking up thermal temperatures of the body. So a lot of times in other um, industries, plumbers will use this to look at the to look for leaks in the pipe. Um, you know, uh, law enforcement uses digital infrared cameras to find criminals in a building. They can actually see the heat signature and they'll know what room the person is in. So it's used in a lot of different areas um, in different industries. When it comes to the human body, it's really giving us a pattern of imbalance. You know, it's all about symmetry. So if I see something on the right that's not on the left, that brings my attention to that area of the right. Um, it's really giving me the adage of a picture's worth a thousand words is something that I think applies perfectly to thermography. It's giving me the whole picture of what going on underlying that patient's condition. Um, you know, inflammation, lymphatic congestion is something we can see in the breast area. So if a patient's using de- deodorants that have aluminum, that will usually show up on the thermography. And we can just advise the patient to switch to a more natural product because the lymphatics are working so hard to get that aluminum away from the breast. You can actually see patterns of change. lymphatic uh, blockage or lack of yes, proper lymphatic yes. circulation. 
yes, it, it's very it's very helpful to see that, and we could see it on the thermography. And can you see uh, asymmetry? Because some people complain that you know that one side of their body, the problems always occur on one side of their body, and there really seems to be something maybe with the spinal cord or the autonomic nervous system. There are various explanations for this that may cause asymmetry, an imbalance from one side to the other. Can you see that sometimes? Yeah. Absolutely. And it shows up very noticeably. So a patient may be aware, for example, that they may have um, congestion or, or symptoms on the right side of their body. And then we can kind of look at the whole pattern. We do see the whole spine. Very often I'll refer for chiropractic or acupuncture to, to balance the mechanical misalignments that show up in the thermography. Um, so it's, yeah, asymmetry is very, very uh, visible in the thermography. Well, you know, let me just say these things about uh, mammography. Uh, because not to suggest that thermography should uh, supplant mammography. And I'm, I'm relieved to hear you saying that because actually studies uh, show that while thermography can uh, detect cancer, uh, it misses some cancers. Uh, and it may overread sometimes, uh, suggesting that a cancer may be present when a cancer is not present. We don't need more tests like the mammogram. The mammogram, unfortunately, uh, has a lot of false positives. Uh, it also has a lot of false negatives. I, I, I wish I had a buck for everyone who's come to see me with breast cancer, and I asked them if they had a recent mammogram, and they said I've been getting regular mammograms, and no, they didn't find the cancer. And then on physical exam, they felt a lump, and they were off to the races. And similarly, yeah. uh, if you get an annual mammogram uh, for 10 years in a row, you have about a 25% chance of having an unnecessary biopsy, which is nasty. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, the mammograms are becoming less and less effective, surely because the density in women's breasts has progressed. So almost every woman now is told that they have dense breasts. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. It can be, you know, low vitamin D, uh, high, uh, you know, low iodine in the diet, um, you know, toxicity. I think there's a lot of contributing factors, but the mammograms we know are just less effective when it comes to dense breasts. Um, and so, you know, finding a test that is preventative, that has no uh, radiation involved in it, you know, it's very harm-free, um, and being able to start screening women earlier. Like, I would love to see women start in their 20s, um, in their late 20s doing thermographies, and we don't really do anything between, say, 25 and 40 to f help women focus on prevention um, and really make lifestyle changes to, um, you know, get rid of the density in the breast and to boost the vitamin D levels and to do the things that we know that could potentially prevent a problem in the future. Yeah, a practical question. Uh, what would you say to a 50-year-old woman who comes to see you who says, well, I've been told by my doctor uh, that I need to get regular mammograms, but I don't want to get regular mammograms. I've heard such bad things about mammograms. I've uh, read stuff on uh, Facebook and on the internet uh, about the harmful effects of mammograms, all that radiation. I don't want that. So I, I'm coming to you for a thermography in lieu of mammograms. What what would be your response to that? How would you handle a patient like that? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, so I always have to, to start by telling patients that this is not a replacement for a mammogram, mm -hmm. um, that the gold standard on you know, fortunately or unfortunately in this country right now, the gold standard for diagnostic tests for breasts currently is mammogram. Now, that I think the woman's concerns and, um, um, you know, reading and, and hearing about it is coming from solid science. I mean, we have several studies out 
um, suggesting that the mammograms are not reducing the risk for death um, in women. Um, they may be finding things earlier, but we're really not impacting the mm-hmm. reduction in, in death from breast cancer. In, in because fact, it's actually found that uh, the reduction, and there are some there are reductions in the death rate from uh, breast cancer, but the the reductions are according to studies coming from better treatments. I mean, there's no definitive treatment, but it's not early detection that's reducing the risk according to detailed analysis. So all that early detection uh, may be causing us to discover smaller and smaller, earlier and earlier tumors uh, that uh, may get unnecessarily aggressive treatment, uh, just as we're seeing with men with early prostate cancer. Of course, absolutely. And sadly, you know, there is an issue with the mammogram in that we are using radiation. And we know that, for example, BRCA-positive women are more susceptible to radiation damage. Mm-hmm. So there is a definite concern about the fact that because we're doing them so frequently and we're starting them so young, could we be causing some of these cancers? Um, and that's, I think, the biggest concern for most women coming in um, you know, to see me is they're really concerned about that. And the U.S. Preventative Medicine Task Force came out, oh gosh, it has to be 2010, suggesting that we change the recommendations to start doing mammograms oh. at 50 and only and do them every two years. Two years but until we've just the age chosen of 74 to, yeah, and then, and then, and then you know, give it up. Right. And, and very exactly. few women and doctors adhere to that because right. uh, and, they really yeah. want to do that aggressive screening. And that, and that, that recommendation came out from solid evidence suggesting there may be concern about the way we're doing it. You know, so it's not, it's not wrong, I don't think, to have concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of times I'll see women come in and they, they're afraid of mammogram and they're afraid of conventional medicine and they are thinking that this will be the only test that they may need and I don't think that that's always the case either. Um, you need to see your doctor once you're and do exams. You have to do, I do a lot of education on self-breast exam, which, which surprisingly most women do not do. <laughs> um, you know, so they need that reminder of mm-hmm. how important the self-exam is and that there may be a place for additional tests like ultrasounds, MRIs. I've had two patients in the last couple of months mm-hmm. that the Mammogram missed the problem. We mm-hmm. saw a problem on thermography, thermography so we yeah. pushed for the MRI. Yeah, mm-hmm. we pushed for the MRI, and we found the breast cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, so it would have so gone can, a whole so in effect, you, year. You can make uh, a preliminary determination. There's a suspicion of breast cancer. Then you proceed to confirmatory tests. You work with breast imaging centers, exactly. and certainly there are plenty of those exactly. on Long Island. Uh, to Absolutely. confirm the diagnosis. If you have a high suspicion, you can't just say, well, you know, the, the thermograms, that eh, showed something, but let's forget about it because it's not, you, know, you really need to pursue it, right? Right, absolutely. And we found very, very early breast cancers by doing that. Um, ones that might not have been, you know, they might have been missed for another year on the mam- because the mammogram did not pick it up. Mm-hmm. And that, this happens a lot. So, you know, it really is, um, you know, much I think it's very important for women to be doing a test like this. Um, and never mind the fact we really aren't doing anything from 25 to 40 mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so this is such a great tool yeah. for women to say, oh, you know, I have dense breasts. So let yeah. me start taking some vitamin D. Let me incorporate iodine. Let me make some lifestyle well, changes to really impact my potential for, so for disease. Ideally, the test could be preventive. Now, is there a pattern on a thermogram? that reveals a potential susceptibility to breast cancer without overt breast cancer. In other words, a pattern of, I don't know, uh, irregular breast tissue or a mm-hmm. hot zones mm-hmm. or, or something, yep. density, Absolutely. that actually uh, you might say to a woman, look, I, there's no indication you have breast cancer, but we're concerned because your breasts don't seem that healthy. Right. 
Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, the, the three things we're looking for is the fibrocystic density. How dense is it? Is it mild? Is it moderate? Is it severe? Is one dense more, bre- you know, breast more dense than the other? We can see the lymphatic congestion because obviously if the lymphatics are congested, we're not draining that breast from the toxins as well as we could be. And that's something that we could easily impact with exercise, rebounding, dry brushing, um, things like this um, can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. And then we see suspicious patterns. So we could see a, a pattern that looks mildly suspicious moderately suspicious or very significantly suspicious. Mm-hmm. And those are sort of the three levels that would prompt us to um, send that patient for additional testing, and um, implement um, like a breast pre- prevention protocol and, and make sure that we make a change in that breast. And we'll get into that. You know, what, you know, is there such a thing as a breast cancer preventive protocol? You know, how do you, you know, I think one of the things about mammograms is that it's kind of binary. It's like you're fine until you're not fine. And when you're not fine, uh, you're in for uh, heavy duty conventional therapy. And we'd like to see some gradation between you're in the clear versus you're at risk versus you better go see uh, a breast imaging specialist uh, or get a biopsy. Um, so when you do the procedure, uh, it's a little different than a mammogram. There's, there's some preparation involved. There's some things that you should be doing or shouldn't, you shouldn't be coming, say, from uh, a workout where you were doing uh, lots of uh, push-ups and flies and, you know, exercising your pectoral muscles. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to, it's a temperature test. So we don't want to do anything that's going to raise the temperature. Um, so in the summer, for example, patients come, they're instructed not to have the air conditioning blowing directly on them. They have to sit and, and adapt to the temperature. Um, so it's for us to get consistent consistent pictures. Um, You don't want to go working out at the gym the the day before and doing chest because obviously we're going to see all that inflammation Mm -hmm. in the pectoralis underneath the breast. So we tell the patients not to work out the day before, not to go for massage or have a chiropractic adjustment because we really want to get a a, a clear picture of what's going on at their baseline without anything that might alter the temperature of the body. And then the patient does have to adapt to the room temperature um, Mm -hmm. um, while they're waiting for the the pictures to be taken. One wrinkle on this is that uh, women in some cases with thermograms are instructed to immerse their hands in cold water. Is that a challenge that you do to... uh... So it used to be um, more of the the standard to do the cold challenge, but that has fallen out of favor really Mm -hmm. in the last six years. They have found that studies show it really doesn't doesn't improve the picture quality. It doesn't improve our ability to to, to detect um, issues, and it's actually really uncomfortable for the patients. Yeah, yeah, it's nasty. That's really, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that's really not, nobody's really using the cold challenge Mm -hmm. anymore. And so the other question I have is, is this evaluated with the naked eye or you're using some special equipment that is digital, that is involves some kind of computer analysis or an algorithm to give you uh, a, a better yield than the naked eye would would involve? Absolutely. So yes, the digital images were then calculated in the camera and put into a laptop where there's a software analysis and the software then... Um, uh, creates a consistency for the pictures. We then send that out to a group of doctors that are trained to officially read thermographies. So oh, we so have that third-party. to a radiologist, yes. in effect, I mean, we a, a, ther- yeah, a thermographic yep. radiologist. Because that's, exactly. I mean, for example, yep. if I do an x-ray, and I used to do x-rays in my own office, yeah, I would look at, the, I would do a cold read off the x-ray, and but I would always have a radiologist, an experienced radiologist back me up to help me interpret what I was seeing. Uh, Absolutely. And I think that's very important. I think mm-hmm. it's very, you know, you the more you do, the more 
comfortable I am looking at the pictures and being able to interpret. But I believe for the for the um, validity of the field and the consistency of care, having that third party radiology group reading the thermographies and giving those consistent readings, I think is very very important. Mm-hmm. Great. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. you, you provided us with uh, an interesting introduction um, to thermography. And, you know, I must admit, I'm, I'm learning a lot. And I hope our audience is uh, learning a lot. Uh, initially, I approached thermography with a certain amount of skepticism, but you've uh, alleviated some of my concerns because uh, in your office, at least, you're not using it as a uh, one-for-one substitution for mammography, which admittedly it isn't. Uh, it's a tool uh, that is much more subtle and discriminating uh, and can yield other types of information. Um, when we return, let's talk about... Uh, breast health optimization. Let's say uh, the thermography shows some less than optimal uh, heat patterns in the breast, suggesting some problems, uh, what to do to alleviate them. Uh, Our guest is Dr. Christine Blanche. She's owner and operator of Integrative Healing Center. It's a healing center in the heart of the North Shore of Long Island. And we'll be right back with more on the subject of thermography on today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. 